What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Thursday, March 10th, 2022. We're going to dig into a little bit of the Byron Jones rumors that uh, have been circulating throughout the course of this week, uh, permeating from the NFL Combine, uh, that the Dolphins may be interested in a transition in their cornerback opposite Xavier Howard. That today on the show, tap in. Let's get after it. Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Crash, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, and your host here today exploring the rumors surrounding Byron Jones and by extension, New England Patriots cornerback J.C. Jackson. This has been uh, a pretty steady drumbeat throughout the course of this week with the NFL Combine ending on Sunday uh, that the Dolphins could potentially be interested in transitioning away from cornerback Byron Jones and J.C. Jackson presumably very much on the team's radar. And with the team, the Dolphins, of course, being within the top five salary cap room teams in the NFL, there's a very realistic possibility that this team could make a splash with several high-caliber names. Uh, but I wanted to dedicate some time today exploring the feasibility of these rumors and what it would look like for the Dolphins, the ramifications both from a personnel standpoint and a financial standpoint to move on from Byron Jones. And especially if you're involving signing J.C. Jackson as the part B of the plan. I would say this. Uh, there are few instances and occurrences in which I would be advocating for the Dolphins to move on from Byron Jones. I think he's a better player than his ball production probably indicates. That's always been a weak point in his game. And as we discussed when we overviewed the defensive backfield from a, a 2021 uh, recap and assessment and forecast forward a few weeks ago, Byron Jones's skill set allows you as a defense to do a lot of things because you have two guys on the outside that play a certain brand of football. And one of them is more of a ball hawking player than the other. And that's totally fine. You know, that is an understanding that um, that's not something that's ever going to be a strength of Byron Jones's games, but nevertheless, he's uber athletic. Uh, he's big, long, physical. Uh, and then there's also the leadership component that he brings to the table. But of those few pathways that I can find in which I would indeed advocate for Byron Jones to no longer be a member of the Miami Dolphins, if you told me you'd replace him with J.C. Jackson, you'd have my interest. Now, of course, there's uh, financial implications that that are involved with this, and that's where our conversation starts today, uh, because Byron Jones uh, posted on social media that he had undergone lower leg surgery for something pertaining to ankle, Achilles, foot, whatever, um, and that's a two to three month recovery window. He should be totally fine in time for training camp, uh, but that he did have off season surgery. And that is significant because the Dolphins 
when they signed him to the contract that they did ahead of the 2020 season, they gave him $40 million in guaranteed money. How did that work? Well, he got a $10.5 million signing bonus. His $11 million base salary in 2020 was fully guaranteed. He had a $4.5 million roster bonus, which was also fully guaranteed, which gave him $15 million in guaranteed money. Uh, he received $26 million in cash that year from the Dolphins. In 2021, uh, his 2021 salary was also fully guaranteed. His 2022 salary was injury guaranteed, and the entirety of it guaranteed on 3-18-2022. So what does that mean? That means now that he has undergone injury, he, his salary is protected and is now fully guaranteed, which means his $14.375 million base salary for the upcoming season is guaranteed. It's on the books, no matter what. Either somebody's going to take that from you, you're going to pay that, or if you cut him, you're going to eat that. Period. It's, it's, it's fully guaranteed. So, from the Dolphins' perspective, the only way in which moving Byron Jones makes sense is if you can trade him away and get a team to take on that 14.4, we'll round up, million dollar uh, salary for the upcoming season. If he's expected to have a two to three month recovery window, I don't know the specifics of physicals and that clearing. Um, that may put a potential stop on some of the Dolphins spending power of free agency should they try to do this, but decide to wait uh, because of his recovery from injury uh, to move Byron Jones off the roster. I don't know what that's going to look like. And then, of course, there's also the layer of Xavier Howard and him wanting to renegotiate his contract. and. That's a, a, a with Byron Jones and the status quo, it's easy. You got to pay Xavier more than you pay Byron Jones, period. That's what Xavier's going to want. And uh, based off his ball production in the last two years with 15 interceptions over the course of the last two seasons versus two for Byron Jones, like, okay, the man has a point, right? And he's shown he could stay healthy. That gets murky and muddy if you have to renegotiate X's contract and you have to wait to sign to trade Byron Jones and you're going to sign J.C. Jackson. So if you can find a team that's willing to maneuver and take the trade now in this kind of a window, I think that's when it, it makes the most sense for this to be something that is realized and you can materialize on. Of course, the Dolphins could cut him uh, if they wanted to, but you are looking at a significant dead cap situation. Um, like $16 million in dead cap kind of situation uh, with the injury now in play. And if that's the case, you might as well just keep him on the roster and go crazy on corners, right? Or you could play him at safety. He could be your other safety. He played free safety at, uh, in Dallas for a stretch of time. And you can move Javon Holland around more. There, I mean, there's ways you can navigate this if you had to, and you wanted J.C. Jackson on the roster. Uh, and and of course, with 
Eric Rowe being a potential player who could be moved on from. There's different ways that you could recoup some of that. But I don't think financially speaking, the Dolphins are already one of the teams in the NFL that has the highest investment of their, their salary cap into the defensive backfield. And bringing in any other premier corner is a pretty hard sell right now unless you could guarantee me Byron Jones is not going to be on the roster. But with that said, I do think a healthy Byron Jones, or at least a Byron Jones capable of clearing wave or clearing a physical, has value as a player. His salary for the upcoming year. He is due at $14.375 million, the fourth most cash in the upcoming season, just ahead of, you guessed it, Xavier Howard by about $600,000. If you look ahead to 2023, Xavier's contract or, or Byron's fr- contract was front loaded. Um, and with the new contracts that are, are going to materialize over the course of this offseason, is going to push Byron Jones down. But in 2023, he's also scheduled to have the fourth most cash owed to him. And then in 2014, his $14 million is third. But you think about the J.C. Jackson contract and potentially Xavier Howard and some of the other corners across the league that are, are going to be getting new contracts. He won't be sitting this high on the rankings. And for a player who's as sturdy and consistent as Byron Jones is, you just know what you're going to get and what you're not going to get, that being turnovers. Um, the Especially with non-guaranteed money. You know, this is the last big year for, for Byron and his contract with guarantees. He has a 2023 uh, per-game bonus. Uh, roster bonus, which is five hundred thousand uh, dollars for every game that he's active, it's twenty nine million dollars or twenty nine thousand uh, dollars. And then in twenty twenty four, if he's on the the roster, he gets for the fifth day of the league calendar year, he gets one million dollars. Uh, but this is all stipulated money. There's no guarantees beyond twenty twenty two salary. So if you're a team that's a contender and you feel like you're a corner away, well, perhaps Byron Jones at $14.5 million in cash owed is somebody who could put you over the top. It's just a question of what could you get back and the Dolphins being able to trade that money so that if they traded him, they could save $10 million million in cap space and they would procure $6.3 million in dead cap, which is the remaining signing bonus that was prorated out over the five years, the $10.5 million prorated out over five years. So $2.1 million in each of the next three seasons all roll into this year in dead cap. But if you could trade him, I think there's a real conversation to be had, but only if you're replacing him with a better player, a definitively better player, that would be a player like J.C. Jackson free agency. And then, of course, you'd have to re-navigate this Avian Howard contract, uh, which can be a little tricky. Also tricky. March Madness, college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From You can get all the latest odds, contests, player props over at betonline.net. It is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, but it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. 
Bet online where the game starts. So a very large portion of this presentation is really rooted in what you would be getting in a player to replace uh, Byron Jones. And I will say this, you would be hard-pressed to find a player better to replace Byron Jones with than J.C. Jackson, 26 years old, so he's younger. Six foot one, 200 pounds, super physical. Uh, he has logged 25 interceptions over the course of the past four seasons, 17 in the last two years. And he has a career passer rating allowed of 45.7. 45.7 for his career playing in New England. Very man-heavy system. So when you let that sink in, this is a player who has all the kinds of ball production you could possibly hope and dream for, and you, you put that next to Xavier Howard, and that is suddenly very worth the money that the Dolphins are currently spending. What is J.C. Jackson going to command? Well, that is really rooted in uh, the expectation for the market. Jalen Ramsey, Marshawn Lattimore, these are the top contracts as things currently stand. And as far as cash this year, Jalen Ramsey's getting $15 million. Marshawn Lattimore's getting $24 million. Darius Slay from Philadelphia is getting $16.5. And, and then the two Dolphins corners at $14.5 and, and, and nearly $14 uh, was Avian Howard. If you could trade Byron Jones, let's just do the math. And I'm not a math guy. I'm the first one to tell you I'm not a math guy. But if you trade Byron Jones and you can save 10, more than $10 million, but you take on a $6 million dead cap hit, you have to acknowledge that. If you paid J.C. Jackson, I mean, he, he would get a signing bonus. He'd probably get a roster bonus. He'd get a base salary. When it's all said and done, he pro he's probably going to get over $20 million this year. That does not mean it has to be a $20 million debt or salary cap hit, though. Because the way you strategize your spending, again, this goes down to a couple different buckets and how you choose to categorize money. Whatever player's salary is in any given year, the cash that he's going to receive on his weekly check, that goes into the year that he's receiving that salary. A roster bonus is an upfront payment that is paid all at once that is also included in its entirety into that year's salary cap allotment. But signing bonus. The bigger the signing bonus and the longer the contract, the longer runway you can build out to prorate that dollar amount. So example, Byron Jones signed a five-year deal Worth ten and a half with a ten and a half million dollar signing bonus. That signing bonus accounts against the cap for two point one million dollars in each of the five years of the deal. Two point one, five, ten point five. So if the Dolphins gave J.C. Jackson a one million dollar salary for the year to come, 
and they gave him a $20 million signing bonus. When he signs on the dotted line, J.C. Jackson, it's $21 million up front. Point blank period, no questions asked. But if that's a five-year deal, that $1 million salary and that $20 million signing bonus prorated out across five years, that year one investment from a capped perspective is $5 million. Now, you kicking the can down the road or setting yourself up for potential hardship, and that's what we've seen the Dolphins battle with for year over year over year over year over year. And Chris Greer and his approach to the salary cap in this team since taking over completely in 2019 has been very conservative with extending guaranteed money into the future. But we are kind of at a juncture for this organization where you're going to have to incur some risk. Because if you stay the course and steady as she goes and easy does it, no risk it, no biscuit, this team is, is probably going to struggle to make the leaps and bounds that re is required to do in order for everyone to win at a rate that is going to provide long-term job stability for everyone involved. So if you could tell me you could trade Byron Jones, take on a $6.3 million dead cap hit, and just using those financials as an example, sign J.C. Jackson to a five-year deal. He's 26. By the time uh, his contract is done, he's going to be, he would be the same age five years from now that Byron Jones is going to be in three years when his current contract is over. <laughs> But those two variables combined, in just the example that I give, and I'm not saying those are the financials that could be used to actually get this done, your active commitment between Byron's dead cap and J.C. Jackson, in the scenario I just presented, was less than $12 million. Versus Byron Jones right now is on the books for 2022 for a cap hit of $16.5 million. You tell me, would you rather have Byron Jones for 16 and a half? Or if you could trade Byron Jones, get any kind of return for him, and then sign J.C. Jackson and backload the contract, would you rather have J.C. Jackson have a pick instead of Byron Jones and be committed potentially as much as $5 million less in this scenario? Again, that's not how it's guaranteed to actually work. It would probably end up being a push when it's all said and done. Would you rather Byron Jones or J.C. Jackson in the pick for the same amount of money? It's mathematically possible. And that's why this scenario does intrigue me. But there's a couple of things that have to go right and have to go the Dolphins' way. The first being teams that want and are interested in acquiring Byron Jones, despite the fact that he did just have a surgery that is going to require a two- to three-month recovery window for him to be back at full capacity. And that injury, the, the, the surgery guaranteeing his salary, I don't fully guaranteeing his salary, I don't think changes anything because any team that was going to trade for Byron Jones was going to play him this year anyway. So the team was going to end up paying, a team that would be acquiring Byron Jones would be acquiring the same exact financial commitment and guarantees anyway. Because the injury and the surgery now 
doesn't result in any guaranteed money in 2023 or 2024 that would provide additional hardship for that team. So this is pretty, this is pretty interesting stuff. And the reason why we're committing this time here and now to discuss this is because this is, has not gone away. Now, Byron's procedure may complicate this matter. But nevertheless, we are less than a week away from the start of free agency. And we are starting to see traction building. Carson Wentz, trade agreed to terms. Russell Wilson, trade agreed to terms. These things are starting to materialize. So if the Dolphins are going to move on this, there's a chance we could know sooner rather than later. Whether or not they will, we may not have to wait long to find out because I guarantee you when the legal tampering period opens on Monday, we're probably not going to have to wait too long to figure out where J.C. Jackson is going to be going. And if the Dolphins do indeed decide to commit to this, you should be very excited because... Again, there are not a lot of scenarios out here in which I I would advocate for trading Byron Jones, but J.C. Jackson is a clear and obvious upgrade and a secondary that features J.C. Jackson and Xavier Howard and on the back end has Javon Holland is a terrifying proposition for opposing offenses. That is an identity that I think can really match wits with anybody from a passing game perspective. So you do that. You sign a wide receiver, you sign Teron Armstead in free agency, and then you could go into the draft and say, we need one starter on the offensive line, and we need a linebacker, and we need a running back. And let's see what we got. And let the evaluation of a young quarterback continue from there. Hope you guys come back tomorrow. Really enjoyed this conversation into a hypothetical. These explorations are always fun, even if they don't materialize. Uh, but this would be one that that I would really get juiced for. So let's see what go what goes on from here. Kyle Krabs, thanks as always for listening to Locked On Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.